This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm grateful that you are here today. Today is a bonus episode that I'm excited to bring to you. This is episode 357, and my guest is Amanda Napolitano. This is a returning guest episode. We had Amanda on the podcast back in January of 2020. She was episode 220, and she came on the podcast right after she qualified for Boston for the first time after 20 years of marathoning. Go listen to that episode before you listen to this one. Amanda is also the executive director for the Donna Foundation, and she puts on, along with a great team of people, the Donna Marathon every February. This will be my fifth year partnering with the Donna Marathon. Actually, in 2019, Together with a lot of you listeners here, we raised over $11,000 for the Donna Foundation, which is truly incredible. And what the Donna Foundation does is they help people financially who are walking through a breast cancer diagnosis. They have a care line. They help people pay for bills that they might not be able to afford. And the foundation also partners with the Mayo Clinic and funds groundbreaking research as well. So when you go run this race, you are directly supporting the foundation and really it's just the most beautiful, fun weekend. There's a 5K on Saturday, February 5th, and there's a half marathon and a marathon on Sunday, February 6th. There's also a 15K relay that Amanda shares about in this episode. And then there's also a one mile dash on Saturday that my kids are going to do. We're excited this year. We're bringing our kids down to the race for the first time. This race is in Jacksonville, Florida. The race starts and finishes on the beach. It is a really cool setup. And Jacksonville is known for their beaches. They have a ton of them. There's so many fun things to do in the city while you're in town for the race. And we're going to have a meetup on Saturday, February 5th, sometime around probably 2 or 3 p.m. at a local restaurant nearby. We're just trying to figure out Uh, what space is going to make the most sense. So make sure you are following my Instagram, lindsayhine626, because we will, I'll be make sure, I'll be make sure, (laughs) I will make sure that I share about it over there. Uh, We'll also share about it in the Facebook group. It's all have another podcast is the group. You all can register for any of the races that weekend. Go to breastcancermarathon.com. Use the code Lindsay10, Lindsay10, and that will save you 10% off any of your registrations. It's not too late. Come on down. It's going to be so fun. Um, And in this episode of the podcast, though, Amanda and I get to talk about her first Boston experience. When we first interviewed her, when I first interviewed her, she hadn't run Boston yet. She had just qualified. So we get to hear about that first experience. She's going back this year and we learn a little. We actually, actually, Amanda and I also catch up and chat a little bit about Kira D'Amato's and Sarah Hall's American Records this past weekend in Houston. And uh, then we catch up on the Donna Foundation and what's going on with the marathon weekend coming up. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Amanda. Today on the podcast, we have Amanda Napolitano back. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Lindsay. How's it going? 
Well, good. You just told me to take my time, but I always tell people, don't tell me that because I'll take way too much time. <laughs> it's a dangerous thing to tell someone who is chronically late to take their time. What's going on in Jacksonville? It's chilly here today. Well, listen, everybody, we're going down for the Donna Marathon February 5th and 6th, and I'm really hoping – I'm not running fast. So, See, the problem is, is since I always just go run for fun – I like, mm-hmm. I want it to be hot, but people that are racing don't want it to be hot. <laughs> There's that perfect, you know, um, actually the average temperatures in Jacksonville on that weekend are typically perfect, right? They're, yeah. they're cold enough for the people that want to run fast, but they're not so cold that the spectators are miserable. And, you know, it's that beautiful mid fifties sort of crispy blue sky weather. So, um, you know, you never know what you're going to get. It's a box of chocolates. We'll see what happens. Oh, totally, totally. Um, It's always been good when I've been, though. Like, it's never been too cold or too hot. So how pumped are you guys? Like, yay, we're back after a year off. I know. I mean, it will be two years since we've had, you know, the National Marathon to finish breast cancer in person uh, when when this rolls around. So um, it's definitely a long time coming, and I'm so happy we're able to do it. Yes, it's so exciting. Okay, so Amanda and I chatted on the podcast. Gosh, do you remember what ep- you went back and listened? What episode was it? Do you remember what it was? I don't remember the specific episode, but it was, you know, it was January of 2020. Oh, gosh. It's so yeah. funny. I keep revisiting episodes from that because, you know, this weekend, Kira D'Amato just broke the American record in the marathon. You know that. Amazing. And I was like, when did I first interview her? It was also January 2020. So it's like, that seems like not that long ago, but at the same time, like so long ago. Well, you know, I think we will all sort of benchmark our lives, you know, on, on, you know, well, that was that before COVID, you know, or or was that, you know, before 9-11? I mean, you know, these awful things that happen in our world, you know, it's, it's like a benchmark of when things happen. And it was... It was cool to go back and listen to it. I mean, you know, it it's feels like a lifetime ago. We had no idea. We had no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when Amanda and I last talked, she had just qualified for Boston after years of kind of like on again, off again, really going after it. And since then she's run Boston and I just saw that you're going back. I am. I got a two for one. How does that I work out? Well, um, you know, my qualifying, I qualified in January of 2020, which technically qualified me for the 2021 Boston Marathon, um, which of course, you know, March came and COVID came and everything got weird and everything, you know, all of the, all of the schedules and, and the windows, I think of, of, of the qualifying windows just got skewed. So I was lucky enough to sort of be in this middle range right there I could use that qualifying time to not only register and and try to get into the 2021 event which ended up being of course in October and not April and then also being able to to put the time in again to 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 go back in in April of this year so I I get to go twice that's (laughs) incredible I had I've said this before on the podcast I had no idea and I should know because I like host a running podcast you know for my job but I didn't realize the window went back so far and mm-hmm. I could have used my 2019 New York time 
to go this year in 2022. Oh, I just, I didn't know. I just assumed I was like, there's no way you know, I just assumed it was off the table. And then I found out. And then I also found out that, um, everybody who qualified got in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, dang, I could have gone and like had fun in Boston this year. But, um, I want to hear about your Boston because to me, it looked like you went and just did the way I think everybody should go do Boston. Like, enjoy every moment. It was, you know, I called it a victory lap. Um, you know, and nothing quite compares to the, you know, the day that you, you qualify, right? The day that you, you reach the goal after, you know, trying for so many years and failing and taking time off and having different seasons of your life, which is why it was so fun to watch those two women you know, on Saturday in Houston, right? They both have those stories of, of just, you know, keep showing up, try again, you know, go for it again. And, and okay, I'm going to take a season and focus on other things. And, you know, so much of that is woven into to my personal story too. Not that I'm comparing myself to either of those women totally. other than we're all badasses. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I went to Boston. It was, it was all really for me, a very selfish endeavor Um, you know, I didn't get in at first. Did you know that? (gasps) I I don't know. I didn't get in at first. Um, They, they, for the October, 2021 Boston marathon, the the 125th anniversary, right? It was, um, a smaller field. Mm -hmm. So they cut the field size down and, and, um, and so, um, my buffer, my three minutes or whatever it was, um, didn't get me in. So, so I was like, okay, that's okay. If my Boston experience needs to be a virtual one, then I'm going to embrace it. So I registered for the virtual Really? and, um, about, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was like maybe eight or nine weeks before the, before the race, I get just this random email from BAA with the confirmation that I was accepted and that I would go. It, it was this last wave of, people that got in and they, they never made any announcements about it. They never talked about the, the, the reasons why this, this, you know, extra set of people got in our guess and speculation is because the, the, um, a lot of the um, international runners mm-hmm. could not get into the States. And so they just released a lot of those spots and I just happened to be next in line. Wow. But, um, but yeah, it was quite the pivot of, of our household of, of suddenly I'm going to Boston, oh, but no, my gosh. It, it was, um, a very intentional day of gratitude and joy. I mean, every step of it, I, I, I knew I wanted to remember and, and feel really grateful for. So it made for a very happy experience for sure. So what was your strategy? Like, did you run hard or did you literally just run for fun the entire time? Cause I've done races both ways. I've done races somewhere in the middle. I think that it's all great. I, you know, I think it was probably, you know, I mean, I didn't want to walk, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it was definitely an effort, you know, I wanted it to feel like an effort. Um, and having run it now, I don't know that you can do, I don't know that you can run Boston without it being an effort. I mean, yeah. that is probably <laughs> one of the most difficult courses I have ever run. And, and I've done, you know, quite a number of marathons in my life. Um, it'll get you. 
um, I mean, the first half of the race was was superb in terms of of a time um, because isn't, it's all downhill. And isn't it so surprising? You're like, no, this can't get too hard. <laughs> Lol. And you, yeah, and then you have to take those legs that that went downhill for so long and and tell them that now you've got to climb, uh-huh. and you know, that wasn't going to happen. So, um, so no, it was fun. It was um, it was definitely at a. a a, a, a pace where if things got uncomfortable, I was allowing myself, you know, a chance to breathe and stop and, and, and soak it all in. You know, I, um, I saw you like took videos with the girls at Wellesley and, and whatnot. And I did that. I ran Boston when I was after I had Sandy for fun, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I was in no shape to run fast. I think I ran around, like, I think that my goal, during the race I decided was I'm going to try to crack four hours as, which is what I did. Um, and it's so funny now in a post COVID world, I actually kissed one of the girls at Wellesley, like on the lips. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine doing that now? (laughs) No, I can't. Uh, this is actually a hilarious story. So I do run with my phone. I, I feel more comfortable being able to have it. If something goes completely sideways, I can, you know, Call for help. <laughs> I do too. Even in a marathon, I put it in my koala clip and put it in my sports bra. I don't open it usually, but. Well, I don't either. Right. It never gets opened. The, and um, so, but I, but I was listening to a little bit of music. You know, I, I, I do the whole one ear, ear pod in so that I can get a little bit of music, but still kind of experience the noise and, and everything else. And I'm running along and suddenly I hear like my phone is calling someone. And, and I get a ringtone and some restaurant like says, hello. Oh, and, and you have your earbud in. So it picks yeah, up. Ear, yeah. I mean, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm running the Boston Marathon <laughs> and I'm calling for takeout. <laughs> Do you know what restaurant it was? I have no idea. It was, you know, something got turned on in my phone and it searched up something on a map and it called. Um, so anyway, you know, I, I, I get my phone out of my pouch and apologize to the person that sorry, wrong number laughing the whole time that I cannot believe I've just made a phone call in the middle of the Boston marathon, but it was, it was great, perfect coincidence, timing, whatever you want to call it, because it was just before Wellesley. Hmm. And it was, it's kind of a quiet part of the course. You know, there's not a whole lot going on. And, um, and so my phone is in my hand and I could hear them. (laughs) I could hear around the corner, you know, I couldn't see them yet, but, and I knew I was fairly close. So because I had my phone in my hand, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm so going to capture this hundred percent. Yeah. And then, you know, was able to run through Wellesley and then the phone went back in the in its in its spot and I didn't take it out for the rest of the time. But. Oh, that's so good. I mean, <laughs> that's why, why not? I have video of Wellesley. Yeah, no, why not? It's so good. Oh my gosh. What's your so I'm sure some people listening just got into Boston for their first time. So um what is your advice for anybody going to do this for the first time? Oh gosh. Um I would say that there are not enough hills you can train on that will <laughs> you. And it's not the it's not the uphills. The Newton Hills really were not that tough. All you know, really, it's the it's the Newton Hills following all of those all of the down at the, at the start. And granted, I'm a Florida girl. We don't get a whole lot of 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 um, hills to train on here. In fact, we all met at the at the bridges today and and run ran loops of of our of our intracoastal waterway bridges to get, uh-huh. to get that. 
but um, my quads were not nearly compared, uh, prepared for that race. Not even a little bit. You know, I remember the first year I ran it, I was like so green to marathoning because it was only my second marathon. And it's so mm. funny looking back because it was 2009. Mm. What? I mean, crazy. Um, but just the world of running was different then, you know, mm -hmm. like the online community wasn't on yet that we didn't mm -hmm. have an online community yet. The Instagram wasn't a thing yet. I mean, yeah. the, the whole qualifying window thing wasn't a big deal. You qualified, you got in yeah. 10 mm -hmm. minutes slower than what it is now. Just so many things. Um, and you, you didn't have, I didn't have a smartphone. I did not have a smartphone, you know, <laughs> like Glenn yeah. drops me off at these buses I don't think I had a flip phone with me and I just, you know, I'm just off to, off to the races on my own, just like this, you know, little fish in a big pond. And, um, I, what hurt me the most that first time was not even the Newton Hills, which I crawled up, but going down at the end, cause my quads hurt so bad that go even going down just like hurt. Like, and so I was like, I can't even like execute on these downhills because I'm like holding myself back because my quads hurt so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I have never, ever cramped. Like I'm just, I've not ever dealt with cramping in a race ever. And, um, and in this race, it was the first time that thought had ever crossed my mind of, I wonder if my legs can do this. Like, I, I wonder if physically my legs are going to be able to do this. And, and, and I've never felt that way before. And the, um, the Newton Hills, you're always like, is this it? Is this heartbreak? Is this heartbreak? I feel like I never knew. I've done it three times and I still never know. Like, is this one actually heartbreak? Did you know? The only reason that I knew is because I crested one of the hills and just happened to bump into um, a friend of mine, David mm -hmm. Scott. Um, who is, is like the goodwill ambassador of the Boston Marathon, right? He, he know, he's run it so many times and knows it backwards and forwards. He was pacing a friend that day. And he looked at me and he said, way to go. It's all downhill from here. Ah, okay. And, oh, I needed to hear that so badly in that moment. I was like, yes. That is the yes. best, the best thing you can possibly hear while you're running a marathon. Oh, yes. And I think the other thing that I would encourage people to do who've never run Boston um, is when you go really play with those crowds mm. because you can, you can really be like a conductor in an orchestra with those crowds, right? If you lift your arms up, they will, they will scream and it's so fun. Uh, and don't miss that, right? Don't get so focused on, okay, you know, getting whatever pace or goal or, or what that, that you miss that, that, that joy. There's something so meaningful to like looking someone who's spectating a marathon in the eye during your race and hearing mm -hmm. them cheer for you while they're a perfect stranger. Yeah. And they mean it. Like they're so excited oh, yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, did you see um, after the New York City Marathon, Glennon Doyle was like going crazy about like how spectating a marathon is like the best thing in the in the whole world because her wife, Abby Wambach, ran and mm -hmm. um, dear Lord, I've been trying to get them on the podcast, but with no response. But, you know, a girl can try a girl can dream. Right. Um, but I love it when someone from outside of the running world 
gets a peep in and sees how special it really is. Well, you know, and, and it's performances like we had this past weekend that are, you know, that, that are, are getting some attention. I mean, I think, I think um, we had some, some national morning show coverage this morning and that, that doesn't always happen in, in, in our sport. That's Yeah, I know. Um, I saw, I randomly was watching the Today Show this morning. I'm like, 25% 25% of the time I throw the news on in the morning if it's like, I don't know if it just makes sense timing wise when everybody's running around. But um, I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, Kira's on the Today Show. This is amazing. And I kind of laughed because their title was Marathon Mom. And I was like, you know what though? That is so freaking cool that like our little running community is like making mainstream news because it doesn't happen as much as I think it should. Hey friends, a quick break here. I want to let you know I have some bomb training plans on my website, 14 week half marathon training plans from the beginner all the way to advanced level. There's four different options. The beginner plan is almost as beginner as it gets. The long run starts at three miles and the plan peaks out at 26 miles in a week. It is a gradual base build and I'm pretty conservative on the mileage because I'm pretty passionate about not getting injured. So that's the half marathon beginner plan. There's a half marathon beginner intermediate plan, an intermediate plan, and an advanced plan. And then to give you a little peek, the half marathon advanced plan uh, peaks out of about 40 miles a week and the mileage starts about 25 miles in a week. Um, I made these plans pretty conservative with their mileage because I wanted to provide a way to train and for it to not take over your life, but also train effectively. And I always suggest loosely following these plans, listening to your body. If you feel like you can run an extra day that's not in the program and you want to bump up your mileage a little bit, that's okay. If you feel like you need to take a day off or run three days a week rather than four, take one of the easy days off. You got to listen to your body and run based on effort. Um, And then I have 18-week marathon plans. I know 18 weeks is a long time, but those give you like a good four-week base build. Each plan has pre-run activation that I recommend you doing. We have videos for those post-run stretching and strength as well as a strength routine that I recommend doing twice a week. It's just like the bare minimum if you are not already strength training. And then uh, there's a pace chart. So that can help you get an idea of what you should be hitting those tempos and interval runs at if you are training for a specific time. But again, I always say run based on effort because mile repeats one day might feel a whole lot different than they do the next week. And, um, you know, your body changes and just things pop up in life. Some weeks are more stressful than others. So I can't say enough that you got to run based on effort. Uh, So go to lindsayhine.com and through the end of January, I have a $5 off code. And that is Lindsay five. That's the number five L I N D S E Y five. Okay. Friends back to my conversation with Amanda. Yeah. And it was nice to see, you know, some attention given and rightly so to the performances of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah and Kira. I mean, the Kira thing, it's just the fact that that, American record has been held by the great Dina Castor since 2006. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Did you see her tweet? Yes. I know. I You can't love Dina. I can't love Dina anymore. And I can't love Kira anymore. It's just so wild to me 
to think of all of the women over the years who have trained so hard at the marathon and the fact that Kira is the one to make this happen. I don't know, like people are just rising to the occasion. I think people will again rise to the occasion, but it's just Mm -hmm. wild to me. It is so wild. And I'm so proud of Kira for, I think so much of that is her self-belief. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so mental. Her talent, her hard work, but also her self-belief. And it's funny because when I interviewed her after the marathon project, I called myself out. I was like, I might've been an ass the first time we talked because I just had no idea. I was talking to this 234 marathoner thinking like there's, you know, a lot of women that are running in the 230s that are really good, but are they Mm going to make the Olympics? And now I'm like, okay, Lindsay, just stuff your foot back in your mouth. And she kind of like laughed and um, said, no way. But she also said, I feel like I've had this secret. Like I've known what I'm capable Mm -hmm. of. And it's like, well, I guess nobody else will know to what to believe until they see things happen. Well, and how beautiful that, you know, that, that she has had this season, right. After an intentional season of, of, you know, allowing herself to have other priorities and, and other things going on in her life and how freeing that is for all of us, really, that, 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 you know, that you can have a season doing one thing and focusing on one thing. But if there is something that, that is firing you up that, you know, you're capable of, it doesn't matter. You, you know, tomorrow can be a new season and you can go after it and get it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with taking breaks. No. I mean, yeah. And that's the other thing I love about looking at Kira and Sarah from the weekend is just like how insanely different their path to getting to where they were are was I mean Sarah's been hammering it for ever you know and to see that finally pay off with this half um, half marathon American record and then Kira just taking a totally different path to get here but both working equally as hard it's just like it is so special it really is it really is and 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 it and it can inspire everyone, not just, you know, those of us that are already geeking out and watching every second of it and refreshing Twitter all morning long and not getting anything done. Talk (laughs) about derailing my Sunday morning. Thanks a lot, guys. (laughs) I was going to get so much done. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I was sharing those stories in group texts with my friends that, that don't get running at all. Yeah. It's just to, to empower them and inspire them. Yeah. Uh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Oh, oh my gosh. We, my kids were over at the neighbor's house. It was like kind of icy, snowy that morning. It was, we had a weird weather here in North Carolina. And um, I was running back and forth to the house because I had it streaming on my computer. And I was trying to explain to my neighbor, like, <laughs> Kira's story in a nutshell. And I'm like, I don't know that someone who doesn't follow marathon marathoning completely grasps what is happening here right now and she probably thinks I'm this total nerd that I'm freaking out so much but like man it's so cool so but hopefully back to the news thing hopefully being on a show like the Today Show Mm -hmm. will make people realize what a big deal that was I mean the fact that that record had been held since held since 2006 I mean it is just mind-blowing yeah, what a great time to watch 
women's marathoning. Yes. Okay. So how many weeks out? We're going to talk about Donna, but first, how many weeks out from Boston are we? Oh, I don't know because ever nothing nothing happens right now after February. <laughs> You're just living your life, running when you need to run. And I mean, I'm 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 focused on a plan. Um, you know, Julie Stackhouse is is coaching me again, um, and and I'm actually have a plan this year. I mean, it, when I ran Boston back in October, I, I really was not training very hard. I mean, you know, I was going to treat it like a just a training run because it was originally going to be virtual for me. Um, it was literally, you know, um, right around my, uh, oldest 16th birthday. So we had this big, <laughs> we had this big Disney trip planned. I mean, I, I we literally, we went to Harry Styles on Thursday night. Oh, was it amazing? In Orlando. It was so amazing. Uh, we went to Disney Springs on Friday. We went to Magic Kingdom on Saturday. I left the Magic Kingdom. My husband drove me to the airport in Orlando <laughs> and flew to Boston. I mean, that, okay. that was how that sort of happened. But, um, but now I really hadn't trained properly. <laughs> so it'll be nice to run with 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 an actual plan in place this time. Uh, so I ran 15 on Saturday, and I have a 17 miler next weekend. Oh, and then, that's big mileage. And then, and then I'll probably, you know, well, I will sort of sort of step back for a few weeks while we get Donna Marathon weekend done and and all of that, and then kick back up again after. I think that's really smart to get like a really good base build and like some solid mm-hmm. long runs on bef- in before the crazy, like yep. your work crazy. And mm-hmm. then, and then when you get back to it, like three weeks or, you know, a week or two after Donna, you can like, you know, that base was there. Yeah. Um, wait, you have a 16 year old. I do. I mean, I how's do. that going? <laughs> oh, it's great. It really is great. It It is, again, seasons in life that are super fun. Like, you know, and, and we've talked about this before with our kids that, you know, every every stage that they go through is 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 so much fun. Um, you know, it's very freeing. You know, I do not have to drive to and from her dance studio 45 times a day anymore, <laughs> which, is, which is fantastic. Um, you know, she gets herself to and from school and, and she's going to start working you know, and, and yeah, it's fun. And then how old is Rosalie, your younger one? She is nine. Oh my goodness. Nine. She's a mess. She, um, <laughs> she was that kid this morning that, that really didn't want to put on a coat. Uh-huh. It's 30 something degrees outside and, you know, just was really digging her heels in of not wanting to wear a coat. I'm sure you've been there. <laughs> you know what though, Amanda, I just don't make, I just let him not wear one then. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and people frown at people, like, like nod their, like shake their heads at me and stuff. But I gave up on that a long time ago. I was like, I'm not trying to get coats on all four people if we're going to fight about it. <laughs> but well, it only happens once a year here for us, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm used to this in Indiana, though. Um, I feel like I've told this story on the podcast before, but one time I was at the grocery with. I don't know, one or two of my kids. I don't even remember how many kids I had at the time, but um, he was like not dressed appropriately and I had my big winter coat on but again it was like I'm not playing this game I'm not fighting and this old lady this is actually really bad but if you can take parenting with like um just like a little bit of humor you can handle it and I mean I'm maybe I was in a good place in my cycle so that it didn't like mentally get to me but she was this grumpy old lady and she said that little boy's gonna get pneumonia pneumonia and he could die (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Lordy. And she's oh, like, look at you. You're bundled up. Why isn't he bundled up? And I was like, oh, gosh. And I just kind of smiled and told her to have a good day. <laughs> um, but after that experience, I feel like I've really learned how to just like roll with the punches when people judge me for my kids not wearing coats. <laughs> Well, and their temperatures are completely different. I mean, they'll get in the pool tomorrow. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they you know, they're pretty resilient. Yeah. Oh, pretty yeah. Tough. If it's like above 60, my kids are getting in the pool at, in Jacksonville at the Donna Marathon weekend. Yeah. yeah so let's talk about it. Yeah. I am so awesome. pumped. I was so sad. I mean, obviously the world just crazy last year. We couldn't do it, but I'm so excited to be back. I am too. I am too. And I'm excited about the, um, you know, we changed the start and the finish location. Okay. Like we so shifted, tell us about it. Yeah. We shifted um, from the Beaches Town Center, which is in the heart of Neptune Beach and Atlantic Beach. We've shifted about um, just a couple of miles to the south okay. in the heart of Jacksonville Beach. So it's really taking the event and putting it sort of in the center of our beaches so it, it's allowing us to design a course that's that's very much a figure eight. So um, it's been a, a course concept that I've had in my mind for a long time. And so it's going to be fun to watch it come to fruition. Um, still running through most of the same neighborhoods everyone's used to, you know, running up into Neptune Beach and Atlantic Beach and just the amazing crowd support there. Um, but really, you know, in my mind, the only the only desert, so to speak, of where where we would have a hard time getting a lot of energy is in that Jacksonville Beach commercial area because there are no residents there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and at seven in the morning, you know, the bars aren't open. So <laughs> so that's where we're putting everything. So the, so we've just put the event sort of in the heart of the only place on the course that I would say was ever, you know, at a lack of, of, of some support. So um, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the neighborhoods really show up. I mean, they mm. decorate, everybody gets out and cheers. And it just feels like, it feels like the thing about the Donna Marathon weekend, more than any other marathon I probably ever ran, is that the, communi the community feel. Yeah. Like, not just with like the people who are running because they're breast cancer survivors, because they might be going through breast cancer, because their mom might be going through it. And that like, communal feel of like someone in my life has been affected by this disease but like everybody in, in if, if you're in Jacksonville the weekend of the Donna Marathon everybody's like are you in town for the Donna like everybody knows about it and it is just like yeah. this huge community event that is so special it is like the center of the city that weekend mm -hmm. it really is um and and I love our community I mean we really do live in the best place on earth um and uh, it, 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 to your point, it truly is embraced um, by everyone here. And, um, you know, of course, when you when you have a marathon run through small communities like this, you know, it, it kind of locks them in for the day. So, um, you know, it could be this this resistance, right, of right. Oh, you're interrupting, you know, my Sunday. How dare you? But it's not. It's 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 to the point where people call me, um, you know, after this course change. The, the folks that, 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 that are just like maybe a block off, you know, of where they were once on the course and now they're not, I mean, they're calling me going, Oh, please put it back down my yeah. street. Please put it back down my street. In fact, if you go and study the course, this is hysterical. If you go and study the course, there is this, there's this random 
little turn that we make that allows us to go up um, I believe it's sixth street in, in Atlantic beach. And it's the street with all the flamingos. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it, they call it the flock cancer group. Mm. And, and they've got all of their flamingos all in the yards. And, you know, of course the streamers and all of the party or whatever. And, and that was one part of the course. I was like, we've got to make a turn to, yeah. to sit down this street. We can't get this street out of the, out of the, out of the design. I remember um, that street. That's like one of my favorite streets. So it's this perfect, you know, figure eight designed course with this, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you have to run down this street. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Um, yeah. And also just like, can, can we talk just a little bit about the work of the Donna foundation and how this race really, truly directly, um, impacts what you guys are doing with the Donna foundation? You bet. So, you know, Donna Marathon Weekend is is one of three signature events that we put on that are a part of our survivorship education and awareness program. So, so the whole thing is really designed to empower and uplift everyone, um, but in particular, people that are our survivors, um, their family members, their loved ones, their supporters, um, to sort of remind all of us to to make that choice of love every day. And 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 I mean, going back to what 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 Glennon Doyle said, right? If you ever want to 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 reinforce your your faith in humanity, go and watch a marathon. Yes, I mean it truly does just 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 infiltrate anyone that that's around with 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 love, and and that's what surviving is all about. So um, so that's part of our programming, but also the Donna Foundation serves families living with breast cancer with their financial critical needs. So um, obviously, a cancer diagnosis comes with with financial hardship. It's expensive. And for many, many people, that means having to choose between literally putting food on the table and going to treatment. And um, we try to step in and make that not the choice that any family has to make. So we work with families to find sources of debt relief. Um, We have small grant programs that will pay for a utility bill, um, you know, help connect people with with transportation solutions so that they can get to and from treatment. Um, we generally support about 1500 families a year and secure a little more than half a million dollars in debt relief for families every year. Um, and then also, uh, we would really like to eradicate breast cancer once and for all for the future. Right. So, um, so we have a research program as well that funds groundbreaking breast cancer research. Yeah. And they work directly with the Mayo Clinic. Can Mm -hmm. you talk about that a little bit? We do. Yes. So um, to date, we've contributed more than three million dollars to a very specific, um, you know, translational genomics program at Mayo Clinic. Um, And, um, you know, we're still very committed to, um, you know, projects like that one that that will move the needle for a cure in the future. So good. If anybody has like ever been on the fence about running this race, like stop being on the fence. (laughs) Stop doing that because it is so fun. You can actually still register for this year and it's just here in a couple of weeks. What is it? It's Tuesday the 18th right now. So it's two weeks from this weekend, right? It is. Yep. And I'll be there. They have actually, this is the first year I've so, and you can make this weekend like so many different weekends, right? Like Glenn and I have gone by our, just the two of us a few times. I went with a couple girlfriends one time this year for the first time, we're bringing our entire family and like Saturday the 5th, there is a one mile run that the kids can do. There's also a 5k. What's mm-hmm. it called? 
The Donna Dash. The Donna Dash. What time is that? Do you know? It's 11. Okay. 11 on Saturday. Listen, Mm -hmm. Amanda, I don't know if I told you this. My oldest supposedly tells me, which I shouldn't say supposedly, I should just believe it, but he says he ran a 7-12 mile for the mile in gym class. Nice. And I'm like, I need to see that go down at the Donna Dash, mister. I want to see this happen. Um, I have a feeling he's going to like not want to work so hard because you know like when mom's there it's like Mm -hmm. "Mm," and then it's different when you're running with your kids anyway with your classmates but anyway so I think my big three are doing the Donna Dash okay that'll be so fun and then um the marathon and the half marathon I'm doing the half is on Sunday the 6th and it's just the best you guys gotta come you gotta come down we're doing uh this is our 15th anniversary oh it is is it's our 15th anniversary um and so as a special event this year um we're doing a 15k relay on saturday as well so it's done in conjunction with the 5k so you can build teams of three um and relay style the 5k oh nice so it's like three legs and so you know i see that as almost like a time trial yeah totally watch it like to watch it go down to see who's got the fastest team oh that's a really good idea I love I love writing in time trials into training plans too I love doing like a at the beginning of like a 16-week cycle doing a 5k time trial like three weeks in and then doing it again like six weeks later to see the progress that you've made so Mm -hmm. work that into your training everybody yes oh it's so good okay um what are you reading right now what am I reading right now? I am reading, oh shoot, I'm not going to remember the name of it. Is it Between Two Kingdoms? It's a book that a friend of mine gave me and it, um, uh, the author's name is Sulika and it's her journey with cancer. Okay. Um, and um, and it, it, it was given to me as from a cancer survivor and she said, this is the most real book I have ever read on what that, you know, sort of the emotions that come along with it. It's a very raw book. And given, you know, that, that I, you know, do my best to try to have empathy and, and love for all of the people I work with. Thankfully, I have never journeyed through that myself. So that's what I'm reading right now. I have a question about that. How do you like mentally handle walking through, like <laughs> the C word has always been really scary to me. Well, sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't even like typing it out sometimes. I've like worked really hard on this, but like working in a field where that's something that you think about every Mm -hmm. single day, how do you do that? How does that not like take over your brain and give you anxiety? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I think that, that, um, you know, we're helping people. Yeah. Right. We're, we're lending a hand and allowing people to lean in and 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 trying to to eliminate one of the stressors. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's like anything else. I think we talked about this the first time that we talked um, this whole concept of, of choosing love over fear mm-hmm. is a daily practice. And, you know, it's no different for me than it is for you, than it is for Donna, than it is for, you know, someone that's, that's sitting in it right now. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a daily practice of getting up and, and, and choosing love. Love over fear. Daily practice. I think that that's, I think that's it. 
I think that's it. Cause I think those of us who live a super anxious life, which I try hard not to, I think we assume that a lot of people just don't have to make that conscious choice, but you do. And I don't think that's true. I think all of us have to. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I think that, that giving yourself space to do that, mm-hmm. I do that in the mornings. Um, you know, before I'm out the door doing anything in terms of training, there's an hour of silent and, you know, very focused choice in that direction. Um, and I often I was I was talking about this this morning with my running group that, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of incredible performances right now across the board. Right. We just spent the better part of a year not racing. And being forced to be still and silent. And, and could that be part of the equation as well mm. that we allowed ourselves rest mentally, physically, you know, all of it because we had to, you yeah. know, right. That's good. Something to be said for that. I kind of want to like wake up in your house in the morning and like be a fly in the wall and, and see what your morning time really looks like. <laughs> it's very quiet. I love a good quiet morning time. This morning mm-hmm. I woke up at like five fifteen and I, then I didn't get out of bed till six, which is fine. Usually my oldest is up and I can hear him a little bit upstairs, but there's just knowing that someone else is awake just makes it not as good. You know oh, what I, I mean? I agree. When my, when, you know, for the most part, my teenager will sleep until, you know, you have you pry her out of the bed. Yeah. But my little one is still at a point where she could get up. Yeah. I mean, pretty early. And when she does, I'm like, no, even if he's not bugging me, I just like, know there's a presence. I'm like, this is my sacred time. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Well, Amanda, big hugs. And I will see you in two weeks. I will see you then. I'm so excited. Yay. All right. See ya. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Amanda, for coming back on the show, sharing your story updating us on the Donna Marathon weekend and how your Boston was. You all can check out the Donna Marathon weekend. They are 262 with Donna on Instagram and then go to breastcancermarathon.com to get registered. Use the code Lindsay10. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y 1-0. If you are interested in the training plans I mentioned in the mid-roll spot there, lindsayhine.com. Use the code Lindsay five for five dollars off any of those plans i hope i see some of you at the donna marathon weekend follow along on instagram lindsey 626 and i will keep you updated on where we are meeting up this podcast is part of the sandy boy productions podcast network you can check us out and learn more and sign up for our newsletter so all of the show notes get delivered to your inbox every week you just go to sandyboyproductions.com all right thanks for being here i hope you enjoyed this little extra episode And we will see you next Friday on All Have Another.